بسم الله الرحمن Assalamu alaikum. It is Thursday, 30th of June 2022. And uh, in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number uh, 331. These days we are uh, looking at chapter 2 verse 102 and this is the 12th broadcast in considering the meanings of the words of uh, this verse of the Holy Quran. These broadcasts are brought to you courtesy of Laser, Lahore MDS School of uh, education in religion, laser, which is a department of the Ahmadiyya Anjumanishad Islam or the Lahore Ahmadiyya Movement. The Ahmadiyya Movement was created by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib, Rahmatullah and he taught that although other people say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam prophets can come, certainly one prophet will return. The Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet Muhammad was Khatamun Nabiyyin and uh, the uh, Holy Prophet explained the meanings of this term by saying there is no prophet after me so now a prophet cannot come neither an old one nor a new one Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad explained that his claim was that in accordance with the hadiths he was the mujaddid that is a reformer sent by God and, uh, and and he pointed out that you know from the after the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad after about one century many reformers many mujaddideen came and uh, <coughs> He was one in that chain. But his distinction was that uh, he was the person who, to whom the Holy Prophet Muhammad referred as Messiah and Mahdi in other ahadiths. And that was 
but he was still a mujaddid. He wasn't a prophet. This led to, uh, of course, a difference of opinion because some people accepted his claim, some people uh, rejected his claim, and there were some who started calling him a heretic and a kafir and so on. And he drew Muslims' attention to a hadith of the Holy Prophet in which the Holy Prophet said that if one reciter of the kalima says to another reciter of the kalima that you are a kafir, you are a heretic, then it is the person saying this who is the heretic. He is the one committing the heresy. The Holy Prophet disapproved of this practice so strongly. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad also said that there are people who say some prophetic revelation is missing from the Holy Quran and some is in the Holy Quran but its command, its order has been cancelled. And he pointed out that God says in the Holy Quran that I have revealed it and I am its guardian. So if God revealed it and God is its guardian, then how can anything be missing from it? Or how can it be that a, a verse is in the Holy Quran but its command, its order has been abrogated? This is simply not possible. And he said that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But jihad as defined by the Holy Prophet, not as defined by other people who say jihad means take the sword and run around chopping people's heads off if they don't embrace Islam or they don't agree with When returning from fighting, the Holy Prophet Muhammad said that Muslims were returning from Jihad-e-Ashar, the minor struggle. Jihad doesn't mean fighting, it means struggle. Muslims are returning from the minor struggle, which is fighting, to Jihad-e-Akbar major struggle and then went on to explain that the major struggle Jihad-e-Akbar is Jihad bin Nafs a Jihad with your own self, a Jihad with your own soul to contain and control your negative feelings, your jealousy, your animosity, your enmity, your dishonesty, your lying cheating. That is the bigger jihad. I mean the list of these things is endless, you know it and I know it, so I won't go through the whole list. So this was his message to humanity. <clears throat> So let us turn to uh, 
Holy Quran to the verse that we are considering these days. A'uzu billahi minash Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Wama yu'allimani min ahadin hatta yaqula Innama nahnu fitnatun fala takfur Nor did they teach it to anyone so that they should have said we are only a trial so disbelieve not. Today we are going to look at the last two words of uh, this phrase Fala Takfur. So let us have a look at that. Of course, falah is easy. It's an expression that uh, consists of two things, fa and la. La means no, and uh, uh, fa is technically called prefixed resumption particle alpha istanafiya then lies harf nafi and uh, so there's not much more to be said about that uh, it just means so do not the next word its uh, trilateral root is kaf fa ra nakfor kaf fa ra and uh, using those three letters we find 14 words in the uh, 14 different words in the holy quran and uh, uh, the total number of times those words occur is 525. 289 times it's kafara and 129 times it's kafirun and 30, 37 times it's uh, Kufr and 27 times it's Kafir and 14 times it's Kafara and what else is there? 12 times it's Kafur and then others once and uh, for example once we find we have the word Akfara and 5 times Kafar and so on. So we won't go into 
that. Now, its basic meaning is to hide or to cover. It's like you know, in, in the in the days of old, certainly in Europe, uh, soldiers used to wear a suit of armor, and they literally, the, the suit of armor literally covered their whole body, so you couldn't see the soldier itself. And they had a helmet, and you know, uh, all this kind of thing. So the same word, kafiran, was used there. And again, for night time. Why? Because darkness covers everything. So you can't see anything. Uh, very dark black clouds. Interestingly, it's also applied to rivers and sea. Why? Because the water covers many things. Uh, if you get into a submarine and you go under the sea, you see wonderful creatures, fish-like creatures and so on, uh, and uh, other things um, that uh, you don't see. Uh, on land, but water is hiding them all. Uh, a farmer, he plants a seed or something. The other day we were planting some flowers and we put some bulbs in the ground and then covered them up with uh, uh, some earth, some fertilizer and so on. So we are hiding that point. So the same word would be used there. It's also the antonym, the opposite of Momin, the believer. Because the, the believer by his speech, by his person, he exposes the truth, pronounces the truth. Whereas a non-believer hides those uh, eternal truths and so on. And really I would think that um, people who waste their abilities or others' abilities, let me put this controversial point to you. In many uh, Muslim majority countries, the Muslims are in a majority, women are suppressed and they are not allowed to develop their natural abilities. There are some places where uh, Women are banned from going to school and getting education. So, 
that means that the inherent qualities that God put in those females, those women, they're being hidden away. They're not being allowed to develop them and show them that what they're capable of. So I would suggest that the same word applies there as well. So because the basic meaning of the word is to hide, then the word to deny, it also means to deny. It's used to mean that. Uh, why? Because if you hide something, you're basically denying it. So it is the antonym of shukr, gratefulness. Because shukr says to show something, to expose something, to make it known. In Urdu, we have an expression, kufrani neymar, which comes from this, which means to hide God's blessings. And sometimes people do it deliberately. You know, the two brothers, one is very well off and the other one's not so well off. And the one who's not so well off, his daughter's getting married and he needs a loan. And he goes to the other brother who's, you know, rich and well off. And the well off brother knows why the poor brother has come to him. So when the poor brother says, how is everything? Oh, well, it's okay, you know, business, well, it's just taking over, not really that good. Now, you see, he's hiding God's blessings. Why? Because without his perhaps even deserving God gave him many things. And one of the things that God wants you to do is to share what God has given to you with other people. Could be your intelligence, could be your skill, could be your education, could be your money. But because you want to hoard it, you know, you become ungrateful to God. And you just say, well, yeah, well, it's okay, it's not too bad, you know, could be better. And you hope that your brother will become embarrassed and not ask you for a loan for whatever it was I said he wanted the money for. Um, and, and this is the general human attitude. That we pray to God, you know, God give us this, give us, you know, uh, uh, that and so on. But when someone comes and asks us, we totally deny that we are in a position to, uh, to help such a person. So, offer 
is an antonym of Iman, of faith. It's also an antonym of shukr, which is uh, gratefulness uh, and so on. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, my notes are a little in disorder. Oh, God, what's happening? What have I done? I have done something wrong. Ah, here we are. It's wonderful keeping notes on the computer, but when you've got so many windows open, you click on the wrong thing. And then it's panic stations. What have I done? What have I done? So, uh, okay. Let's have a look at uh, some verses of the Holy Quran. So in chapter 27, verse 4, it says that God tries people to see whether they are grateful or they are ungrateful. If they're grateful, that's for their own benefit. And if they're ungrateful, then but uh, they're the ones who lose. You know, it makes no difference to God. But God repeatedly says, for example, chapter 2, verse 152, and forever be grateful to me and do not be great uh, do not be ungrateful wa fa'alta fa'alta kallati fa'alta wa anta min al-kafirin chapter 26:19 and from what you did it seems that you are an ungrateful person And this is a repeated theme of the uh, the Holy Quran that people are ungrateful. And as I said, you know, one way in which uh, people are ungrateful is that they refuse to help others. And the Holy Quran repeatedly says, Chapter 22, verse 66. In lakafur. Man is an ungrateful creature. Chapter 34, verse 17. And uh, I punished them for their ungratefulness. And uh, So on. Another place. Bakalilum min ibadashi 
And it is Satan, it's the devil who denies the good things, the blessings of uh, Allah, blessings of the Rabb. And he's ungrateful. And I would suggest that, you know, the, this is Satan not just in the sense of another creature, yes, it can be that. But I would suggest that every ungrateful, ungrateful person is Satan. Why? Because what he is doing leads to actions which hurt and damage others. And this is what Satan does, hurt and damage others. You see, human beings just want an explanation and in interpretation of things that sort of leaves them out of it, doesn't affect them. And this is why sometimes I think we, we create other creatures. Oh, that's about the jinn. Oh, that's about the, 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 the devil. Oh, that's about this one. Oh, that's about that one. And then uh, from the same, actually I forgot to mention that the word kafara comes from the same root. What does that do? It covers up. What does it cover up? Something that you might have done wrong or miss. For example, you're supposed to fast during Ramadan and you miss the fast and you say, what is kafara? What's the compensation? What's going to cover that mistake? And people say, well, you know, feed some hungry people and all this kind of thing. But again, as I said, it means it covers your lapse. And uh, the last thing I want to read is uh, chapter 4, verse 137. Inna amanu thumma kafaru thumma amanu thumma kafaru The people who believed and then disbelieved Inna lazina aman 
सोमा का फल बिलीव जनरली पीपल से पनिशमेंट ऑफ लिविंग इस्लाम apostasy as it's called is death but hey this verse is say, telling us people who believed and then disbelieved and then believed again but according to the general theory when they disbelieved they should have been beheaded they should have been killed so how come they believed again let me repeat the verse people who believed and then disbelieved and then believed again and then disbelieved so think of that one and uh, with that with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be May Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.